Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Maverick Mondays. I'm your host, Maverick Peters. It is my intention to change your life. I've had the incredible opportunity to sit down with some pretty fantastic people. The individuals who are successful in what they do or extremely positive minded in the way they live their daily lives, those are the people we will be hearing from on this show. Stay tuned for today's guest. Our guest on this episode of Maverick Mondays is Cody Brown. Cody, or better known as Poundcake, is the phone screener and dynamic personality on the Alan Cox radio show. Cody is loved by many of the show's listeners, as you can literally hear in his voice how much fun he is and how positive he is. Today we get to hear Cody's perspective on the radio world and all that he has learned from his experiences so far. It's a real pleasure to have you on the show, so thank you so much. Thank you for uh, inviting me over. So, Cody, tell me a little bit about yourself. How did you get into radio? How did you, uh, you start off? Uh, well, I started off, I'm born and raised in Oberlin, Ohio. Um, so if you know anything about Oberlin, super small, college town. Not really much to do for the people that live there, but plenty to do for the college students. Um, so all I wanted to do while I was there was to get out. Um, so when I was able, I was fortunate enough to go to college. Um, I went to the University of Akron because I heard... Um, from several different people and listening to the radio station myself um, it's a top student-run station in the country um, so it's all ran by students um, and the frequency travels far and wide um, so I knew if I wanted to do broadcasting which I did carpentry in high school so I mean I know these hands were not made to you know make houses or anything but some of the people there I could tell you anything about carpentry like the wood that you use and types of tools that you use but the actual manual labor was not for me. Um, so a teacher scouted like, hey, you know, you have really good, you know, communication. You you always are always so upbeat and always get so excited about explaining things. So maybe you should go into broadcasting. So I did. So when I was able to go to college, I went to the University of Akron for uh, mass media communications. And so I went to the radio station there, WZIP, and I slowly worked my way up. I was super nervous. I was not good at it my very first time. So anyone who... It gets discouraged for trying something and they're not great at it or even good at it the very first time, don't. Don't be discouraged because I was not good my first time. I froze up. And anything I really try that's new, I do the same thing. It's just like a nerve thing. Like I, my nerves take over and then I freeze up. Um, so, but I kept at it and I slowly worked my way up to DJ director. And so with that, you know, you're, you're training the newcomers coming in teaching them everything from the board, their inflection on the radio, um, delivering, you know, their news or whatever they want to do. So that was a big responsibility. Um, I also was booking guests because I was like, college does not last forever, despite what people may think. Um, Because when you're in there, you feel like, oh, you know, graduation seems so far away. But it really wasn't. It went by really fast. and so I was booking guests and doing interviews. Didn't really have a podcast, but my radio show was my podcast, so I was fine. Um, and then I, my roommate, I had never heard of the Alan Cox show at the time. Um, my roommate at the time was a huge fan of the Alan Cox show. He listened to it every day while he was doing homework. He was an engineer, so he was always studying. Um, and I 
talked to him one day and he's like, dude, if you want to be on the radio and you actually want an internship where they actually give their interns airtime rather than just be like a coffee getter, he was like, you need to send your resume over to Alan Cox because he, he will put you on air. And that was alluring to me. I didn't care if he was sports, rock, whatever. I just wanted to be on the air. Whatever I had to do to be on the air, I was going to do that. So I sent my resume over. I actually heard back from Alan, I think maybe that day or the next day. And he wanted me to come in for an interview. So I came in. I'm not going to say that he loved me, but maybe he was intrigued by me. Um, and he actually offered me um, the internship, I think, the, the following weekend. And he wanted me to start. But I did not, at the time, have a replacement um, for my position at the radio station, at, at my college radio station. So I felt really bad for, for these kids who wanted to study broadcasting and wanted to be you know, on air. They didn't have anybody to you know, look to. So I was really uncomfortable with leaving right away, just so abruptly, even though that's kind of how this business is sometimes. I actually turned down Alan the very first time I told him, I said, I can't do it, at least this semester, because I have to have somebody to follow in my footsteps or someone to take over. So I said, if, if the position is still available, you know, next semester, maybe it's meant to be. And I found somebody to, you know, be my replacement. I trained him and with just with the hope that there would be a position open. And turns out there was. I hit Alan up the next semester. I'm like, hey, you know, is that position still open? Can I still intern for you? And he didn't even interview me that time. He was like, yeah, you start Monday. Like, that's awesome. So and, it's perfect. And how many years ago is that? Oh, now, I can't believe it's been four years, four and a half years ago, four and a half years ago, because I had that position. I was still going to school and doing my regular studies, um, being on that show. So I interned for four months, my junior year, and then I was hired full-time on the show my senior year. So that's when stuff started to come together because I'm, I'm going to class in the morning and doing the radio show in the afternoon and my professors are recognizing me, so. Yeah. Do you have any long-term goals on the show? In the next five years, what has to happen for Pound Cake on the Alan Cox Show for him to come away feeling happy and successful? Uh, when I can make a living doing radio and nothing else. With the Alan Cox Show, I would love to make a living just with radio and nothing else. I mean, because right now I am working like a day job. Like, you don't quit your day job. Like, that. I have my day job, um, just in case. But, I mean, it's taken a while to where, like, my likeness and my opinions are now marketable. Right. And people trust you um, to, to sell them products. So that's kind of what this business is. You want them to believe it's sex, drugs, and rock and roll because that's, that's what sells. That's what makes the money. Right. Um, obviously, we know behind the scenes it's not always like that. Um, but just now I'm starting to, you know, come into my own and be comfortable where I am and as a personality. So um, when I can just do that and have a steady stream of endorsements and, um, you know, commercials and stuff like that, then, the, yeah, I will be completely comfortable and I will be content with, you know, I built this. No one gave me this. I earned this. And you mentioned that you really had to work up to this position where you could feel comfortable and you could feel confident in what you do. Correct. What was that process like and what was the hardest thing that you've had to overcome to feel comfortable? Myself. Yourself. I had to come overcome myself because there's a, and it's so funny, it's, it's going to be cliche because I, I said this on the show before, excuses will always be there, opportunities won't. Um, I... I Think of every excuse. As soon as I find something new that I'm like, oh, I don't know about that. I don't think we should do that. That's kind of, uh, that makes me uncomfortable. Chances are I'm, I'm, I should probably do it because it might, you don't know what could come from it. You know what will come from you sitting in your bedroom thinking about doing something, nothing. But something good might come of this and you will never know if you don't try it. Um, 
So as long as not it's not anything illegal or you know that will really make your job frown upon you, I'm I'm going to try it. One of my favorite things about listening to you on the show is you're extremely positive. I don't think I've ever heard. I don't think I've ever heard a show where you have where you've been like upset. I've been upset on air. No, not on air. But there, you have your days. Yeah. Like like any other anybody else, you have your days. Not on air, just because I'm so grateful to be there. I'm I'm just so grateful to be there, and I know that they could fill my spot in a second. Everyone is replaceable. Everyone. Right. Everyone's replaceable. Um. So I try to go in with you know a good attitude because. I could be fired tomorrow, and you want your last show to be the one where you were, I hate this, oh, this day is terrible, blah, blah, blah. You know, I, I complain uh, for the sake of comedy, but in the grand scheme of things, my life ain't all that bad. Like, me driving up here, I was like, oh, this is a really nice neighborhood. I don't, I don't know if I feel comfortable, um, but I'm still here. Um, but, yeah, uh, you know, I try to have a good outlook on life. So is that a fear of yours that – that you could be let go tomorrow. I mean, it seems like you have a really strong connection with everyone on the on the staff over there. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's it's always a constant fear. But like, am I? Do I worry about it? No. Mm-hmm. Um, is it inevitable? Probably. I mean, no matter what, no matter how good you are, no matter you know how high you perform, sometimes people just don't want to pay you what you're worth, or there, there's budget cuts, or there's there's a number of things that can make you you know get fired it's not because they don't like you it's not because you're not good at what you do it's just sometimes stuff happens they want to go in a different direction i mean radio stations change you know platforms all the time right um so i mean they, they change formats all the time not to say that wms would do that because i mean there we just came up on our 50 year anniversary i think there would be you know an uprising there would be an uproar <laughs> if something like that happened but right what have you learned being on the radio i mean there's got to be things that you've picked up i know that you're a phone screener as well mm-hmm. um aside from being one of the personalities you know you talk to people all the time you probably get crazy people calling you oh sure i hear it all so i mean what have you learned over the years <sighs> i to be patient I mean, people think that they're going to come out of college making, you know, hundreds of thousands of thousands of dollars a year. That's not true. To know your craft. I mean, before you want to, you know, be famous and, you know, have all this, all these material things, get good at what you do first and the rest will follow. So I, I, I'm not too, money is not my deciding factor for too much. Um, it's about what I can learn and what opportunities will be there because people don't recognize, this is like from one of my, like my favorite broadcasters, uh, my radio personalities, uh, Charlemagne the God from the Breakfast Club. I don't know if you know him, but um, he always says like, people don't recognize a great opportunity unless there's a paycheck attached to it. If you could change anything in the radio industry, what would you change about it? Now, you know, Let's say Alan does everything perfectly, okay? Mm-hmm. But if you could change one thing, if you could change either something the way he does or something the way the whole business works in general, what would you change? Well, I always feel like, Alan says this on the show a lot too, that radio is the lowest tier of celebrity. Um, and to me, it's a top tier. I, I, there ain't no job like radio to me. I just wish we weren't treated, and this is radio as a whole, not just the show or iHeart or... I'm talking about radio as an industry. Industry. I just wish that we weren't treated like the redheaded stepchild. <laughs> Honestly, like I, I enjoy radio. Radio is in my blood, and I feel like that this is was my career path. This is what I was meant to do, um, and I just wish everybody saw it and knew how great it was. Like I see it. No. Yeah. So that's me. And who do you look up to? So many. Alan, Bill, Erica. All those people taught me everything I know. I had. 
you know, a teacher, a professor back at WZIP, uh, my college radio station, and Mr. Beck. And he, I'm telling you, this man was like a prophet. Right. I mean, he, he would do so much. Um, and, I mean, he would tell stories about his garbage man, about how his garbage man was so good that when he would come through and take the garbage, no one would ever hear him. No one would ever notice him. But when he would go on vacation, everybody knew because the new guy that would take his spot, that would do his route, would make so much noise. And he's just like, even a garbage man has a place. He has a career path um, and he knows his worth and everyone appreciates that. So no matter what you do, do it well. And, you know, people will respond to that. So I have I have so many role models in this industry. Elvis Duran, who was just here not too long ago. He was here for like some Kiss FM event. Yeah. So I listened to him growing up. So, I mean, there, there's so many. Pick one. Right, right, right. You would prefer a little more respect just in the field, you know? Sure. Not you yourself, just that sure. the field was more Absol- respected. Absolutely. Do you ever wake up feeling radio is not not the best way? Like, you know, every kid has a dream to become big. Right? Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming you are one of those kids who, you know, when you were young, you were like, Mom, I'm going to make it big, right? So Sure, yeah. So do you ever wake up now thinking, you know, I'm in radio, I could be doing something bigger? Or do you, or are you no? I, I love this opportunity, and I'm gonna make the most of it. I, I, like I said before, um, I'm content where I am right now. Mm-hmm. I I do strive for. I would love to have my own show, and that's not a secret. I told Alan that. I mean, when when I first got there, I was like, I, I don't want to be like a radio lackey forever. Um, I don't think anyone, <laughs> even though you are on the radio, I don't think anyone really aspires to be a phone screener. Right. <laughs> um, but I, I do more than that, so I'm not I'm not gonna downplay the position, but. Um, I would love to have my own show. And I just, I had a timeline. I was like, you know, by the time I'm 30, I want to have my own show. And now I realize the breaks and I'm like, all right, so I I need to reevaluate. Not that I'm giving up on my dream. It's just, I got to be smarter in my approach. What are you doing to work towards your goal rather than having something, you know, given to you? What are you doing? So now I'm like, okay, I'm making more money than I have when I first started this job. I am slowly, you know, creating myself as a brand, you know, I'm, I'm slowly gaining followers on Instagram. I'm slowly doing this and that. So everything is a process. Right. So I, am I content where I am? Yes, I'm content with learning and being a sponge and absorbing all the opportunity that comes my way rather than, um, you know, jumping to the next thing so quickly. Being on radio presents a lot of opportunities to meet people, to go different places. I'm curious to know the coolest people that you've met and the coolest place that you got to go to. Oh, well, that that's a great question. I've met a lot of awesome people. I've had the I've been so lucky to be able to do like red carpets. I've met like YouTube celebrities, rock stars. I, I've met Benji and Joel Madden, Rob Zombie, which the infamous. Oh my gosh, I'm such a big fan. Okay, what are you a fan of? And then I like froze up because once again I was nervous. Thought I said Devil Wears Prada, but it was the Devil's <laughs> Rejects. And he was like, "Wait," he was like, "How old are you?" I was like, "I'm 22." He was like, "This is like the 10th anniversary of that." of that movie. He was like, you were far too young to be watching that. I'm like, well, yeah, my mom should have been home. But yeah, so I've met Rob Zombie, Machine Gun Kelly. I couldn't even tell you. But the coolest place I've gone was Jamaica. Really? Yeah, that was a show trip. And we were broadcasting live from Montego Bay. And I got that call, Erica called me. She's like, did you look at your email? I'm like, what? And, and I see that Alan Cox show live from Montego Bay, like in November, and I, I tripped out. How would you describe yourself on the show? How would I describe myself? Weird, quirky, upbeat, a lot to deal with, a firecracker. <laughs> How do you stay upbeat? You know, you mentioned that you're so grateful, you're so thankful to be on the show and to be in the industry, and this is something that you love. But, you know, a lot of people, 
even when they do something they love, still find that, that down day like you mentioned before. When you have your down day, what do you, how do you get out of it? How do you snap yourself out of it? Or do you just ride it out? That's life, man. You ride it out. Yeah. What, what you going to do? Curl up in a ball and cry about it? Or, you know, there's work to be done. Right. I, I, I'd much rather go to work on a bad day and have a distraction than sit at home and think about it. Now, I don't think anyone just likes to be stuck in their thoughts. You know, you like to be quirky and funny and weird on the show. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just how I am. That Everyone thinks I play a character. I'm, I am the exact same way off air. Are you really? Are you Are you worried that you are that you paint yourself into a picture where you're, you know, you're Mr. Funny and you, you can never say anything serious? No. No, I'm not worried about it because that's just the way I am. That's how I've always been. Um, I nervously laugh when there's a serious situation going on. Um, and that's just how I am. So if I expect people to be smarter and know. I mean, how naive of me. I expect people to be smarter, but I, I do. I expect people to be smarter, and there's a time and place for everything. And you will catch me on a bad day. Like, if you see me out, I'll say hello, but sometimes I just don't feel like talking. You, I have bad days like everybody else. And when I talk about things on the show that are serious, you know, I may make a joke of it because it's better to laugh before you cry. For sure. You know, I sit down with one of two kinds of people. They're either successful or positive-minded. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, if I could get Cody Brown on the show... That would be awesome because he's so positive, he's so upbeat. Everyone loves him. I wouldn't say everyone, but thank you. <laughs> it seems like everyone. I, I think you're amazing. I'm a huge fan. So what advice do you have to offer someone who is not in a field that they love and who's not doing what they love? And they wake up on Monday morning and they're like, you know, Garfield the cat mm-hmm. hates Mondays. Mm-hmm. They're, they're like that. They wake up and they got that rain cloud over their head. What advice can you offer that person? Life is too short to be miserable and do what you got to do to be happy. I mean, I, I, I experienced this. I, I've seen it happen before my eyes. I mean, my my entire family is in the medical field. And so when I told my mom that I wanted to do broadcasting, I mean, she supports me in whatever I do because she had a lot worse stuff to deal with other than my, my career choice. But um, she was like, okay, well, what are you going to do with that? And I told her, and she's like, okay. Also, my roommate that I stayed with like my sophomore year of high school or of college, he was a doctor because his dad wanted him to be a doctor. He was studying to be a doctor because that's what his dad wanted for him. And he really wanted to do real estate. And he was quite good at it. I mean, he sold like a million dollar home, but it still wasn't good enough in his dad's eyes. So I couldn't imagine going through life, especially all that school you have to do to to be a doctor. I couldn't imagine doing that and not loving it. I mean, life is short. And it would be a real waste and a real shame for you to start living after something bad happens, like after you lose your parents. Oh, now I can really live, you know, my dream and do what I really want to do. You can't live to make other people happy. You have to live to make you happy. And whatever you got to do to do that, I mean, forget everyone else's opinions. How do you feel at night? When you sleep at night and those walls are closing in on you, like, how do you feel? Well, Cody, thank you so much for taking the time. How can uh, how can people find you? You can find me on Instagram. I, I have Everything. I mean, except Snapchat. It got it got a little wild. So uh, Instagram at Radio Cody B, Twitter at Radio Cody B. Uh, you could friend me on Facebook if you want to, but I'm not that interesting. So yeah, Cody Brown. Um, but yeah, that's, that's awesome. It. And then on the Alan Cox show, weekdays from two to six thirty, two to six thirty Monday through Friday. Um, and then yeah, so we also live stream on YouTube, so you can find us there. Just type in the Alan Cox show, um, WMMS, iHeartRadio. You can find us. We have everything. So. That's awesome. Cody, thank you again so much for taking the time. Oh, you're welcome. Each episode here on the Maverick Mondays podcast is about 30 minutes long. At the end of each episode, we briefly recap and highlight some of the important points discussed. (laughs) 
Here are some great takeaways from this episode. One, excuses will always be there. Opportunities won't. Two, don't get discouraged if you're not good at something you do for the first time. Three, whatever you have to do to do whatever it is that you want, do it. Four, ask yourself, what am I doing today to work towards my goals? Five, life is too short to be miserable all the time. And six, live to make you happy, not to make other people happy. The next step is for you to do your part. We've discussed some real interesting stuff on this episode of Maverick Mondays. However, if you truly want to grow and become the best version of you, and yeah, I mean the best version of you, listen to the episode once, twice, take some notes. This way, you can utilize the information that was discussed and you can really take it to heart. Thank you for joining us.